0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. Brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com.
1: The, di- the thing we're going to dive into most right here as we get out of the gate Carolina Panthers. Let's go, V. We got points. Yes. We got points, Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> we have points in the preseason. Let's go. Already progress. All right, so Carolina Panthers on Friday night up in New Jersey. They lose to the Giants
2: 21-19. Yeah.
1: Okay, so they lose to the Giants 21-19. Okay, fine. Hey, I, they scored points,
2: they though. They scored so points. We're good.
1: <laughs> I, I Honestly, the, the, the final result of a preseason game does not matter to me. Yeah. It just doesn't because... Not all your starters are playing, they're not playing the entire games. The game the result of the game doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you have Jake Luton out there throwing passes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Dude ain't making your squad. No. He's only there in case, for example, if there is a long term injury to one of your other backed up quarterbacks, okay, this guy's you can keep him around. Yeah. That's why he's there.
2: Yeah, loss in the preseason is fine. For me, it's just how they lose. That's my main
1: thing. We're trying to evaluate how the starters look, all right? Offensive and defensive starters that played on Friday each got two series, so let's dive into those. Okay, five things from the Carolina Panthers, five things I want to touch into. Number one, overall, better. Yeah. From game one to game two, I was at Bank of America Stadium game one, seeing them in game two, especially offensively, it was nice to see a long, sustained drive. We'll get into offensive and defense good and bad here in just a moment, but overall, Better,
2: yes, progress,
1: but not great. No. Here is Frank Reich, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, giving his analysis of the second preseason game.
0: Was happy with how we approached this for 60 minutes. The intensity, the energy that we played with um, from start to finish. Obviously, we'll look at the tape. We'll clean the things up that we need to clean up. But uh, happy with the happy with how physical we played, with the consistency of that physical uh, play, and then. Uh, you know, for 60 minutes, we got to clean up some penalties. But other than that, we'll get the execution cleaned up on the tape.
1: Yes, cool. you do need to clean up penalties. But I'm sorry, Hayden Hurst, you're a veteran. Don't be jumping. Don't be false start on a third Shouldn't one. Shouldn't be doing that. Should not be doing that. Hey, Chandler Zavala, let's not have a holding penalty on a pass play that gets us inside the 10-yard line. Uh, actually, down to the five. Don't do those things. No. Okay. But overall, better. Also, Frank, please don't say we're going to check tape.
2: I know. I'm I, triggered. I'm sorry, like sorry. Again, that,
1: we're going to go check the tape. No. Frank. We're, we're done with that.
2: Stop it. We're
1: done with that. <laughs> we know you're going to check it. Don't yeah, tell us.
2: We already know.
1: Don't tell us. It's
2: part of your job. Keep it under wraps.
1: Overall, better performance. That's what we wanted to see. Progress week one to week two. Was it great? No. Far from perfect, but they, there's some optimism in some areas. We're like, okay. We saw improvement. Things are going to get better. All right, which leads us into the second thing. Let's get into some of the offensive good. Man, Bryce Young looks poised beyond his years. He does. He really does. One of the plays that impressed me most, it, it was an incompletion, but he started to roll a little bit to his left, slipped, fell down, got up, scrambled away from pressure, but still kept his eyes downfield trying to find an open target, directing traffic, trying to hit Adam Thielen down the right sideline overthrew it a little bit, but he made sure he put it in the spot where only Thielen could make a catch.
2: Yep. It's impressive.
1: That was impressive. It was still an incompletion. But the way that he was still able to sit back and, and read the defense, slide away from pressure... I just, I just think even in the first the first drive where Jonathan Mingo didn't finish running his route on that third and four, so it ended up being a three and out. We'll get into Jonathan Mingo and all that a little bit later on in the show. But how he went through his progression, slid away from pressure, and kept his eyes downfield. He didn't get flustered right away like some rookie quarterbacks can do. Heck, there are guys like fourth, fifth year in the NFL that as soon as they get pressure, bolt and run. Yeah, done. He's not doing that. So him being able to read through his progressions... Even on that long drive, the 15-play drive that resulted in a field goal, he had a big completion to Jonathan Bingo where he read the blitz, hot route, made the right read, perfect throw. So those kinds of things, again, those are poised beyond his years uh, for a rookie quarterback. So, okay, that's the offensive good. Here's Frank Reich, the head coach, given his evaluations of Bryce Young's performance.
0: I thought Bryce looked sharp, um, you know, put together a nice drive, you know, would have liked to have us finish it off, um, you know, Obviously, I'm happy with the number of penalties we had. I don't know what the total number was. Yeah, a too many penalties, um, but I thought Bryce looked sharp. I think he wanted to throw the ball more, you know? I mean, I think, I think he came off wanted to throw a little bit more, but um, I thought he looked sharp.
1: Yeah, let the young man cook. I actually really liked it. I know it was, it was the, the result was officially a run play uh, for one yard by Bryce Young, but... We saw a nice little play action, a, little, uh, a bootleg for yeah. Bryce Young earlier in that first drive where they went three and out. It's like we saw the mobility move the platform for him a little bit. Now, the Giants covered it really well, so he's like, okay, I'm going to take this yard, step out of bounds, didn't force anything. Looked like he may have could have fit something in either to uh, to Thielen or Hurst, but he read the defen- the defensive backs that were crashing in on those receivers. So he's like, you know what? If I force this in there, looking at a pass breakup get tipped ball. You never know what's going to happen after that. So he made the good decision, made the smart play, got a yard, stepped out of bounds. I like the fact that they used him uh, uh, in play action a little yeah. bit more. Here's Bryce Young talking about how, you know what? With every drive that he's had, he's played five drives so far here in the preseason. Things are getting a little bit more comfortable for him. You know, it, it feels good, but you know, I think again, it's just a day by day approach. You know, uh, watching the film, I, I feel like there's there's always room for improvement, always stuff I'm trying to grow in day by day. So I think, you know, the more reps, more experience. Um, you know, especially when you get to go up against another team in a game environment, you know, those are kind of, you know, that, that's a valuable experience for me, especially at this stage. So definitely grateful for it. A lot I want to improve, want to get better at, but I'm gonna keep taking it day by day. Live reps are good for Bryce Young. We'll dive more into Bryce Young a little bit later on in this show. Let's get to some third thing. A mm-hmm. couple good defensive moments. Now, we'll get into the defensive bad here in a little bit, but I want to point out some good plays and some good moments. It was nice to see Jeremy Chin coming up to the line of scrimmage on a little pop pass. I call them the little, the little pop passes where the quarterback's in shotgun, and they just look that little toss forward, the little pitch forward to, a, yeah. to either a running back or receiver that's just coming across the formation, just just popping the ball forward. So I just call them a the little pop pass. Uh, Daniel Jones, a little pop pass. Jalen Hyatt was one of the fastest guys coming out of college this season into the NFL. And Jeremy Chin comes up, makes a great tackle for a loss, fights through a block. That's the, that's the plays that we want to see Jeremy Chin make, right? Absolutely. V, v, you know this as well as anybody. When his rookie season, especially when he was up around the line of scrimmage, he made a lot of plays like that. Like, yeah. that's the Jeremy Chin that we want to see. Mm-hmm. We want to see him around the line of scrimmage a lot more. Also, on that, uh, on that drive early on that drive. It was I think the third play of the game. Off of play action, Darren Waller was wide open coming across the field. Great closeout by Von Bell dislodging the ball from Darren Waller as well. I'm like that's the reason why Von Bell was brought in because he's got the speed and versatility to cover in space. So it's like okay, a couple good moments. Otherwise, overall not really good first drive <laughs> for not the Carolina great. Panthers defense.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh Daniel Jones pick them apart and just, they move the ball right down the field with ease. And there's yeah. no Saquon Barkley out there either. So they moved the ball down the field with ease. I will say in the second drive, they did force a three and out. I will acknowledge context here. The Giants went with their second team. Like mm-hmm. Terod Taylor came out there. They didn't have Darren Waller and some of those other guys out there. I fully acknowledge that. All right, you I said fully it. acknowledge that. But they still did what they were supposed to do. Also it was nice to see Frankie Luvu on a blitz made a nice move on the on the running back who was trying to pick him up made a nice move on him got a got a piece of the football when Taylor was trying to make a pass on 3rd down Adam Golden Studio with my man coach Pete Zaruta Capital Financial Advisory Group Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know Blue Vu's versatility, I think, is going to be good. I like. I actually like him when he's blitzing. Yeah. Um, so, nevertheless, okay, you got the job done that you're supposed to do. You went and got your three and out. You got to take the rest of the day off. Let's go to the fourth thing. Let's go to the bad things on offense. uh Oh. Why does this offensive line stink? I know. Why always? Why? Ugh.
2: Yeah.
1: And it, it's not just Icky Iguanu.
2: No, can't blame. It's all. not yeah.
1: just Icky Aquino. No. Now he was bad. We're going to dive into Icky. I'm gonna, I, I, coming up at one fifteen. I'm going to break down some individual players. Icky, dude, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. Icky looks slow out of his stance. Apparently, has miscommunications with in terms of protections and all that kind of stuff. Like mis- miscommunication, that kind of stuff. Which for a lot of them missed assignments... All right, so Frank Reich has told us this multiple times. Hey, we're keeping it generic. We're keeping it vanilla. We're running our base stuff because we don't want to show teams in the preseason what we're really going to... Or during the preseason, we're not going to show teams what we're really going to do in the regular season, right? right? Keeping it super base, super generic, super vanilla. Well, if this is your base install stuff, why are you having miscommunications? Yeah. Like, if you're having that kind of issue still with your base stuff... What happens when on Wednesday or Thursday you're rolling in new plays for this upcoming week? What's going to happen on Sunday yeah, when, when you're counts. trying to do that?
2: Yeah,
1: Mike, if you still can't master your base stuff right now, I'm sorry. You, can't get, you can't get the phase two, three, four, five-year of offense during the season. You can't. Yeah. You can't evolve as an offense if you can't actually have good communication and knowing your assignments on your base stuff. Now, I understand, okay, sometimes you just might get beat. Like, you might make the right play, but the guy in front of you also gets paid. He might just beat you. Okay, you can work on that. But the missed assignment stuff? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We got to communicate. Like, like, it's, yeah, K-6. it's communi- It's just simple stuff. Like, for example, when you get second and nine at the 10-yard line, I got Kayvon Thibodeau out there on my left. There's no one to my inside. And it's like, wait, I... I thought maybe there's a running, I'm sorry, you thought a running back or somebody was going to pick up Kayvon Thibodeau? No. Well you got no one to your interior, no one else on the outside rushing, that's where you turn that's like, sometimes you look like, hey, you want me to pick up five, right? That's Thibodeau's number. You want me to pick up five? Like, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. I don't care if the defense knows it. Yeah. They know pass plays coming. They still know it. You still got to win that one-on-one, even if the defense does know it. It's like. That kind of stuff. It's it, one
2: it, thing to not show your hand, but it's another thing. You have to get reps in, so maybe you have to show a little bit of it to. Because when it counts, I, you don't want to be doing stupid stuff like yeah, that. It's
1: just, but even still, like, it's, it's your base stuff. So, yeah. like, all right, it's not ju- again, it's not just on Icky Quantum. He just feels like he's slow out of his stance. I don't see a lot of aggressiveness in the run game, which is what he was really known for being a road grader. when in terms of uh, in the run game, seems slow out of his stance. Don't see the explosiveness consistently. Bradley Bozeman was getting pushed back. Mm. Now, okay, I get it. You're going against Leonard Williams. You're going against Dexter Lawrence. Those dudes are all pro, especially Dexter Lawrence. There's a reason why that dude got paid as much as he did this offseason. But here's the thing you can't settle for, all right, we're going to let the all pro guys beat us. We're going to beat the guys who aren't so good. And we're going to be right there in the middle. You know what that makes you? Average. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The standard in this league is not middle of the road. If you want to be better than the seven and ten team you were last season, you gotta elevate your level of play. There's a reason why they brought you back, Bradley Bozeman. Yeah. And Bozeman was getting pushed back a lot. A lot. Chandler Zavala had a little bit of a rough going. It's his first live action because he missed OTA or he missed a chunk of the OTAs. Missed the first preseason game joint practice because he had the pectoral injury. So it's his first live action. Okay. Bozeman. He's a veteran. Chandler Zavala getting his first live reps. There's actually, I think it was on the, the very first run play actually for the Panthers. When uh, Chuba Hubbard just picked up one yard on a first and five, because there's a, an offsides call against the giants first and five Zavala gets beat to the middle. Hubbard has to make a move in the backfield just to fall forward, just to get a yard. Yeah, And then Chandler Zavala also had a holding penalty as well. So some rough going overall for the offensive line as a whole. So the thing to keep in mind, though, it's not like you can go out and just like, you know what? Just go get somebody. Ain't <laughs> that easy. I'm sorry. Who's out there? Yeah. I'm sorry. You think just a if you have a, a starting caliber offense alignment, that teams would just be like, yeah, sure. Take them. Right. Like, no, this is what you got. But if you want, like, a starting level, like, interior offensive lineman or tackle, whatever it might be, you got to give up a lot. Otherwise, this is what you're rolling with.
2: This staff is supposed to be here to help with that, too, with the offense. I mean, that's why they're here is to help make our offensive line better.
1: There's a reason why you brought back all five of your starters. Now, I know Austin Corbett still dealing with a knee injury that he suffered in the final regular season game last season uh, with the torn ACL. So he's still recovering the reason why you brought your offensive line coach back the reason why you brought back all five year starters because as the season progressed last season uh, last year we saw improvement
2: things were clicking
1: things were starting to get a little bit better like you saw the rushing yards they were putting together but i don't know the questions still remain on the offense line all right let's get to the bad for oh. the defense fifth thing here defensive bad Shaq Thompson, I love that guy. But, man, he cannot cover very well. (laughs) Him one-on-one against Darren Waller? Uh Uh-uh. I'm sorry. That's just not going to work during the regular season. Okay, now I get Darren Waller is one of the top guys in the NFL. I reflect back to what I was saying about Bradley Bozeman facing guys like Dexter Lawrence. I'm sorry. You can't be, like, content with being beat by the really great ones in the league. And okay, beating up on the guys who aren't so good and falling somewhere there in the middle. Now, I know they're running base stuff, things like that. I doubt when the regular season rolls around that we're going to see Shaq Thompson in one-on-one coverage against tight ends very, very often. That's the reason why Deion Jones was brought in, because he's better at coverage. But it still begs the question, is this, like, y'all let Daniel Jones just walk down the field on you like that? Yeah. Like, walk down the field on you.
2: Like nothing. Can't do The guy that. who had
1: 15 touchdown passes last year, you let him walk down the field on
2: Can't you. Can't do that.
1: So, all right. Now, again, I do I do point out in context against Terod Taylor, they did come out and get a three and out on their next drive. Still a lot to work on. Quick note here, actually. It's, uh, before I get into that quick note, uh, here's Frank Reich on the Giants executing so well on their first drive.
0: I, I just thought, you know, they executed on a very high level on that first drive. I mean, it was a good, good, Play calling, good execution. You know, I thought Jones looked sharp. Um I thought they kept us on our heels a little bit, so it was a good first drive by them.
1: It was a great first drive by them. All right. I will wrap up this all right. Well actually quick note here. Uh the Panthers did sign Troy Hill, uh cornerback, um who's played most of his career with the with the Rams, including time with the Giro Evero, who who is a defensive coordinator at times with his time with the Rams. Uh, so there's familiarity there. Also, the defensive backs coach, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, for the Panthers, uh, was also with the Rams at the same time. Evera was there when Troy Hill was there. So there's some level of familiarity. He's also a veteran. He's 31. The oldest defensive back, actually, or at least oldest corner for the Panthers, I think, is Dante Jackson at, like, 26. Mm. So it's not a very old group. So right. it's nice maybe to have a little bit of a veteran presence in there. But... Clearly, you're rec- recognizing like, all right, there's a need here, especially still Dante Jackson still recovering from the Achilles. You don't know how the rest of his body's going to hold up during the season because your body's still compensating for the recovery uh, from an injury. So they also just see some depth at corner, something we've talked about previously. Man. All right, I'll wrap up Panthers here. We're going to get into more Panthers here coming up in a little bit, but to wrap up this, when it comes to, for example, playing against the Giants in the second preseason game. That staff for the Giants has been there. It's their second year. That team knows in the offseason already what to expect of themselves going into the season. They already have the offensive system, the defensive system. They have that already from year one to year two. So now they're building off that. The Panthers are just the second preseason game with this new staff. I know there's a lot of similar players that are back. So there's, again, we're wrapping things up with context here. But guess what? When the regular season rolls around, that means squat. Yeah. Because that's when your record really does matter. All right. Let's move on from that. As I mentioned, the college football cold open is this week.
2: Week zero. Not week zero because that name
1: <laughs> is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Not week zero. Week zero stinks. But I call it the cold open kind of like you see Saturday Night Live. They just camera's on you have an opening scene then we get into the introduction of the season really only one game of note to watch this week navy versus notre dame in dublin which is really really cool i as i played lacrosse all all four years in college and the one thing i was not able to do was do a study abroad the one thing i wanted to do that i couldn't was do a study abroad Everyone tells me that, yeah. Victoria. <laughs> Everyone is pointing out like, oh, man, I love my story. My girlfriend got to spend a semester in Australia. I'm like, yeah. I'm, like I'm just going to live vicariously through you from these stories of you know years ago. I
2: went to Paris and Italy.
1: Cool. And um, yeah. That's great, Victoria. I'm so <laughs> happy for you. That was a great time. I'm sure you had. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, the reason why this game is is of significance is because Notre Dame is a, is a ranked team. And a lot of expectations. Sam Hartman, their starting quarterback, used to be the starting quarterback at Wake Forest. But in a few weeks, September 9th, Notre Dame is at NC State for a noon kickoff at Carter-Finley Stadium. So there's a reason why to pay attention a bit to that game. Uh, And there's a lot of teams here in the state of North Carolina that are playing Notre Dame this season, including Notre Dame at Carter-Finley, Notre Dame at Wallace Wade against Duke. So there's oftentimes we're going to see Notre Dame taking on teams from the state of North Carolina this upcoming season. So something of interest to watch. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Because this is the Adam Gold Show, I'm obligated to discuss soccer. Right. Women's World Cup championship. Spain beats England 1-0. I'm not going to lie. Like for a lot of people... All right, I saw the final score. The game was probably on at like 3 in the morning. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't have much interest in watching it. But here's something I did see. I saw this headline. I read into the story a little bit further on. So for Spain, it's their first major championship ever. World Cup, Olympics, at least on the on women's soccer side. So it was a big moment for them. Yeah. In the U.S., we've been spoiled by women's soccer, how great they've been. But for them, that was their first championship. Congrats to them. That's got to be an awesome feeling. Olga Carmona scored the scored the lone goal of that match. She's going to go down. She's 23 years old. She's going to go down in that country's history for scoring the biggest goal yeah. <laughs> in women's soccer in in the country of Spain. But I saw the headline that hours after the match, she found out that her father had passed away.
2: Mm.
1: 23 years old. Uh, I guess he's been fighting an illness for a long time, passed away. She found out about it hours after. Oh, no. That's so sad. It really is. And I, it just kind of made me sit back there and reflect. It's like you're going to take one of the biggest moments of your professional career. Like you've literally scored the biggest goal and the biggest moment and the biggest match for your country's history in women's soccer you're you're going down in history like you scored the one goal that gave us a win to give us our first major championship and you're associating that memory the same day of the passing of your father wow like i'm just like combining those two things together like you're they're forever going to be associated with each other so i sit there back and i was like man i'm i'm in, now in my into my late 30s i'm like i I'm so thankful my mom and my dad's still around. I have a great relationship with the both of them, so I was just like, man, it just that it just kind of made me sit back and reflect a little bit. Yeah. That you know, like again, this this major high and this major low, associating with each other same on the exact day. same day, uh, something that I can't fathom and think about. But nevertheless, uh, Spain wins one nothing. I think uh, I think did Adam have Spain winning that match? Probably. Yeah, he probably did